0: In your sharing is where all the opportunity shows up in your life for, again, opening relationships and channels and having conversations that lead to the creativity, that lead to the ideas, that lead to the masterminding, that give you the ideas of exactly how to operate in order to achieve your goals.
1: Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother, Guy, we're Satori Prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So, are you ready to have it all? Let's go.
0: Hey, everybody. Guy Ferdman here of Satori Prime. You got uh, my brother there, Elon Ferdman. Hi, everyone. Excited to be back with you. Uh, So we're going to kind of take you through a series of exercises to have you look at, and I don't need to tell you this, why so often when people get resolute about something, you know, they're gung-ho in the beginning of the year, you know, a week or two later, they're getting no results. They're feeling kind of depressed about it or maybe disempowered in that and that uh, relationship to that thing they got resolute to. And, you know, you don't have to go too far. If you go to the gym regularly, you know, there's an explosion of people in January, if you're a regular gym goer. And by February, it's down to the people (laughs) who were there before. And we want to take a look at, you know, what's the mindset of somebody who's performing all year long, getting in shape all year long, I think that's a really great analogy for it. And somebody who's like, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And 30 days later is, you know, back on the couch, eating potato chips and uh, Netflixing and chilling. Yeah, so we're going to take a look at that. And you know, if there's anything else you want to say before that. Oh, one more thing. So what you need to know about us is uh, we're Satori Prime. <laughs> we should probably tell you who we are. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, you
1: probably want to introduce ourselves first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one more thing. So we're Satori Prime. Uh, behind my brother's head there, you can see uh, the moniker of Have It All. And, and that's really who we are. We are the people that help Create sustainable living for people who want to have it all. And we've been in the personal development and coaching space for 15 years personally, about 10 years of working and coaching with people. And I think what we do really well is we take um, high end and maybe even complex spiritual concepts and we bring them down to a level where it makes it really practical and functional for everybody so that. You can take these things and see immediate results in your life. And the intention is really that you're living your life in every area of life and health and business and your relationships and everything else that's important to you that you know that you can live it out of 10. And we give you the tools to do that.
1: Yeah. One of our clients, actually, the other day we had this weekend, and he said to me, there's not a single person listening to this right now that doesn't want a great or even extraordinary life. Mm. None of you. You wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't be spending your time listening to this stuff if you didn't, right? You're on a search of constant self improvement. And that self improvement can be around your business, can be around your relationships, being a better father, a mother, a sister. It doesn't matter, right? And what he said to me was I read so many books, but these talks, when, when we have these conversations, like somehow in 30 minutes or 60 minutes that we spend together, I get more than having read a 400 page book. Why is that? Mm. And I said flat out Mm. because the way we train is experiential. A lot Mm. of books are really good foundational skills. There are a lot of good theories and your brain hears it as such. It goes, Oh wow, that's really smart. I should remember that. But you don't use it and then you lose it. So What we're going to do with you guys today is give you a very simple couple of things that you want to go through when you're creating your 2017 goals. And if you've created them already, you're going to want to go back because some of the things that we're going to to go, you're going to go, oh, crap. That's why none of that shit ever comes to fruition. So the first thing we want to talk to you guys about is... The fact that New Year's resolutions are bullshit, and that phrase gets thrown around a lot, New Year's resolutions, but if you're honest with yourself and you're looking at what you have and have not accomplished in your life, I guarantee that for most of you there are goals that you've written down this year that have been there the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before. So we're going to take a look at, well, why is that? And one of the first things we're going to look at is the reason – setting goals is great is because it's hopeful. There's no work involved with setting goals. It's a figment of your imagination. You get to sit in this blissful place and imagine this amazing life. And how many people don't feel good when you're writing down these goals? Everyone feels good because you're using that part of the brain. What actually ends up happening is you realize by day seven, oh shit, I actually have to consistently do this. Oh, and then that other part of the brain clicks in.
0: Mm-hmm. I also think with uh goal setting, it's visionary work. You're activating the right brain. You're projecting, you're being creative. A lot of us, because of just the, the way that, you know, the Western world has set up everything. It's a very do, do, do type society, which is um, not harmful, but kind of puts you in a specific mode and takes you away from like your natural creativity to the point where you're just kind of Um, So it just doesn't it doesn't it creates a disbalance in my opinion. And I think part of this conversation is to give you uh, something to step into that doesn't have you just get resolute at the end of the year when you're like, oh, reminiscing and you get nostalgic and also feel like, well, what do I really want to change? But to give you access to being resolute every single day of your life so that you're always in that mode of like being naturally pulled towards an action in the things that really matter to you.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I would say that uh, the only goals that actually ever work are goals that pull you, Mm -hmm. not ones that push you because you can only push so long, but there's some internal thing that happens that pulls you towards that thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when there's a mission or a vision or a why that's bigger than the minutia that you have to do you know, we, we come from, we learned online marketing in order to build our business and stuff like that. There's not a single person on the planet that can honestly sit there and tell me like, I get out of bed and I'm dying to learn online marketing. It's the most unbelievable, sexiest thing on the planet. No, that online marketing training allows you to have a certain life and do certain things. And that's why you do it, right? It's just, it's the the ancillary things aren't there.
0: Oh, I just want to really clarify because you just said that you're getting pushed on. Elon means like you're doing the pushing. Yep. So we're, we're kind of talking about things that you create that you're naturally inclined to want to take action on, like a Olympic athletes, right? People who are serving their purpose, artists, stuff like that. Those people don't get out of bed and go, oh, God, I have to go like run on the track today or, oh, my God, I got to go paint today or play music. They can write a song pulled into action by that. Most people have jobs though, they're not. You wake up in the morning you're like, ugh, right? And all that stuff. Because it's like you have to push yourself to even like be productive in any stretch or fashion. And that's why everyone's like living for the weekends all the time. There's no natural pull. For people like Elon and I, when Sunday, when when like Friday rolls around, I don't want to say there's an upset, but there's like, ugh, like you want to get so much more accomplished. And when Sunday after, uh, afternoon or evening rolls around, you're know, like, oh my God, tomorrow's Monday, you're, you're actually excited by the that there's a space to start creating again. So I just want to kind of clarify. All
1: right. So what we want to share with you guys is a three-step process on how to make sure that the goals that you're creating are amazing. And then we're going to give you some pointers when you're actually creating them that are bonus features, we'll call them. So here's the funny thing. We're not actually going to talk at all about creating goals. We're going to do that at the very, very end. What we're going to talk about is something that no one really talks about, and that is completing the goals from the year before. We call it a year in review and we're going to talk about three steps that you need to take before you ever write down a new goal. Cause here's what tends to happen. The reason these goals show up over and over and over on your list and never get complete is because you don't complete them the year before. You're littered with guilt, shame, making yourself feel bad about all of it, which is like this, we'll call it like the shit pie. <laughs> then you decide to throw some whipped cream on it. And it's like, well, now it looks really great for 2017. And here we go again. And how does that work out for you? It doesn't, right? The whipped cream melts pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why people leave the gym by That's January. It. That's it. So we want to share with you the review process. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is you want to review your goals from the year before. And I'm assuming that people that are listening to this right now, you guys write down your goals. If you don't write down goals, that would be step one, right? So you pull out your goals from 2016 and you start reviewing them. And I don't want you to review them from a standpoint of like, oh, I did this, I didn't do this, or that was good, this was not, whatever. I want you to review from, and I want you to write this down, how do I feel? So the first step in the process is to look at how do I feel when I'm looking at these goals? What you need to understand is there's two parts of you reviewing the goals. There's the very logic brain part, analyzing and doing all that stuff. And then there's the subconscious part, which I want you to think of as like this really deep seated version of you that controls your life, whether you want to believe it or not. I'll give you an example. Um, for those that row, you might know this, but for everybody else, I did not know this. So people that row professionally under the boat, there's actually a rudder that they can control. Now, if that rudder is stuck in a certain position, say aiming left, Does it matter how hard or fast you rode? Does it matter if you rode just with one arm really fast and one arm slower or one arm forwards and one arm backwards, kind of like how we try to do all these things? It doesn't matter. You're still going to end up going in circles. So when the subconscious is not lined in alignment with that which you want, you have no shot at this. So the first thing you want to figure out is, if you're reading this and you're going through the how do I feel exercise and in that comes up and you have to bring a lot of awareness to it, but inside you feel, you feel shame, you feel guilt, disappointment, heartache, you start beating yourself up, all of that stuff. I want you to understand that that energy, that vibration is the lowest possible energy on the planet for manifestation. And so that's what I mean when you're trying to write these amazing 2017 goals on top of shame, guilt, oh, I was terrible, oh, how did I not do this, or why didn't I do that, or I let this person down, or I can't believe I did or didn't do that, it's impossible to manifest those goals. Cause the rudder is now stuck in shame and guilt and it will keep you there and you will set yourself up and create scenarios by which you get to feel more of that over and over and over again. And that's why people will say like, I self-sabotage and I have a fear of success. Bullshit. Your rudder is just stuck to feel shame and guilt. And that's why you do it. So what you're trying to do as you're doing this is you're trying to see what in these goals are triggering an an emotional connection that you are currently unaware of, okay? And what you're looking to do is complete that. You want to get that to the point where there's no negative reaction to that goal. And what we want to do is talk about a couple of ways that you can do that. So the first one is to realize it's a game. So bro, you want to talk to them a little bit about results and producing results and things like that?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of what we end up doing is, um, life becomes really serious. Creating goals becomes really serious (laughs) when, when there's a, a heaviness to results. Like if I don't do this, I'm bad. And then you get the kinesthetic reaction within the body that creates the kind of what Elon said. A lot of times what you'll find is, uh, it's occurring in the mind a lot, in the chest a lot. So the mind will have to do with like anger and stuff like that when you get angry at yourself. in the chest will be like sadness, like, oh, I let myself down, right? All that kind of stuff. And, and fear is kind of in the belly. So if there's a significance to what you're doing and you're not playing it like it's a game, then every time you're going to set these expectations for yourself. And eventually, as life does, something will happen doesn't perfectly align with the vision that you have of how it's gonna go. And this is where most people stop. They just set an expectation, life shows up as it does, it doesn't match. They go, okay, I'm upset. I must be doing something wrong or I'm no good. And then it's like, okay, game over. Well I don't want to experience any of that. The funny part is is that right beyond that is the beginning of the life that you really want. Okay. So when we're creating goals, we want to really, really, really manage the expectations that we're creating. And instead of having it, that it has to arise in a single way, in the way that we perfectly imagine to arise, we have to be willing to be open that it's just going to arise the way that it does. So when you start creating goals, when you start wanting breakthroughs in your life, what you're going to naturally see is that the universe, God, call it what you will, is going to bring forth experiences for you, are going to naturally lead you to the challenges the circumstances and challenges, which are really opportunities in disguise that allow you to build the muscle within yourself, Mm -hmm. within your kinesthetic experience, within your conscious experience, to understand how to actually go and produce those results. If you knew how to produce them right now, you'd be producing them. Simple as that. So when you're working towards, I want to break through an area of my life, know that what you're essentially saying is, I'm calling in the challenges, again, aka opportunities, for me to break through in this area of life so that I can start operating, be and do these things, get those results, right? What that means though is relinquishing yourself from creating an expectation of how something is gonna gonna arise. And you guys could check in for yourself and your experiences and anything that you want, whether it's like calling in a relationship or calling in a healthy body or calling in like waking up a little bit earlier, what shows up immediately, right? Is all the resistance, everything that's not that for you to deal with and, and learn from that. So you really want to build a capacity to not take your foot off the gas when things aren't showing up exactly as you thought they would. I consistently say that the universe operates in such a manner that you get what you need, you don't get what you want. Mm-hmm. And most of us have been programmed that if we're not getting what we want, we must not be living or be doing something the right way. And it's really not the case. So if you start looking at, At what you're creating and you start removing all the significance out of it and you start operating in the manner in which you might operate when you play a game So let's like quickly look at like the functions of a game in a game Something one thing has to be more important than something else, right? And there needs to be a time limit to that game And and that's pretty much how the goals are achieved in games So when you're creating goals, you want to kind of apply the same idea to it. We see countless people countless people creating goals all the time. And the one thing that's missing is a by when they don't say by when they want to achieve this goal. And because that, it becomes this like esoteric, like, Oh, I'll get around to it. I get around to it. Or, you know, let's hopefully do that. Instead of saying like, no, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. And by March 31st, that's going to happen. Okay. And then like looking out, working on March 31st, presuming that that goal will have been a game, and then starting to reverse engineer that process and saying, Well, you know, how much weight will I have had to lose by March 15th for that to come true? How much weight would I have had to lose by March 1st to, for that to come true? And then filling in the gaps of the processes that you would have to go through to make sure that you're hitting those markers all along the way. And that way, you're also chunking things down for the mind because the mind gets very, very overwhelmed with big, big processing, So it's like, okay, well, how am I going to lose 15 pounds, right? Instead of looking at that, maybe every two weeks, you have to lose three pounds to make that happen. And it's okay. Well, if I have to lose three pounds, I'm going to have to cut, you know, a certain amount of calories or I have to do a certain amount of work at the gym. Okay, well, what's that going to look like? All right, well, now I need to go to the gym four times a week for that to happen, right? And you start chunking things down and the mind goes, oh, I can do that. Right. And then, and it's slowly, as you start having, And those realizations of what you're really changing underneath is like how you're being like what your approach is in being towards that so somewhere where you might have shown up before with overwhelm, or frustration, or disbelief suddenly you're like, huh, no, that's totally possible for me and it. And it shifts the way that you're being about it. And then how you're being is powerful in the face of challenges, opportunities, right? And that really is what's going to start shifting this for you.
1: You just reminded me of something really powerful, which is to alter the distinction for yourself around resistance. Mm. Most people avoid resistance like the plague. Like they they feel like when they get into that point, the world is kind of like coming at you, that all you want to do is run the other way. So everything that we talk about and have it all, just so you guys understand, is how to become masterful at using those situations as opportunities to live the life you want. So resistance is met usually because there's some sort of fear response in the brain, some sort of uncomfortability. I do not want to feel this right now. So I want to just recreate that real quick. um, And then we'll jump back into this. But think about this. If you were sitting on your couch not worried about what you're going to do next, not thinking like, oh, I want to create this bigger vision or this bigger goal for myself or who I am. Do you think you'd ever be met met with resistance? No. Resistance is the product of expansion. Mm -hmm. So now you say to yourself, like, I want to expand. And then this subconscious part of you goes, well, I don't want to feel resistance. Do you guys get that they are the same thing? and look, you don't have to trust me on this. Look at your life history. The only way human beings learn anything is by mistakes. The mistakes that we make are the things that allow us to grow and learn. So if you could just reprogram that in your brain and go, wow, okay. I'm feeling a lot of resistance. Okay, great. That means I'm like hyper expanding. You know, in order to build bigger muscles, you're literally ripping those muscles apart and those muscles are healing differently. So to think that you are going to grow or get bigger results without resistance is delusional. Literally delusional. So as soon as you make that switch and you start relating to resistance as, wow, this is great. Wee!" like you're going to just move through things really, really fast. And that's what we're looking for. So. Back to this, right? So, A, like I said, you want to realize it's a game and you want to make it a game in your mind. This is not life or death. The goals that you've written, even the ones that you didn't make, like even if you set a really high goal, you know, you wanted to hit your first seven-figure year, you wanted to double your business, whatever, and instead of doubling, you did 50% increase, or instead of hitting a million, you hit $700,000. None of you are going to sit there and go, oh, fuck. What a waste of a year that was, right? Because <laughs> you got to play the game. Mm. So once you realize it's a game, now the third piece of the puzzle is in inst- once you've gotten away from the shame, the guilt, and make yourself feel bad. If you are a high performance player and you hired a coach, so every think of every professional athlete that you know, every quarterback, pitcher, but it doesn't matter who, right? They hire high-performance coaches, specifically for certain areas. I mean, I just read something on uh, Novak Djokovic. I'm a big tennis guy. Novak Djokovic realized that breathing in tennis is one of the most important things, Mm. right? Like, if you breathe well, you can recover well. He hired an opera singer to teach him how to breathe. An opera singer. This guy has nothing to do with tennis, but he was like, who is the best people at breathing? Mm opera singers and he started working with a master opera singer to teach himself how to breathe. So what I want you to start thinking is like, if you could step outside of yourself and coach yourself, because at the end of the day, you produced a result. Wayne Dyer had this amazing story about like, you know, you got up to the driving range and you wanted to hit a ball 300 yards dead straight. And you got up and you swung and the ball went like six yards and went just like trickled across the grass right in front of you. Does that mean you suck at golf? No. Does that mean you didn't produce the result? No, you produced a result. You produced a result by driving the way you did that trickled the ball six yards in front of you. Now, the goal you wanted was 300 yards in front. Now, what would you say to yourself? If you had a coach behind you, what is he saying? He's not like, hey, dude, you suck at golf. You should really give this up. Or is he saying, hey, you know what? Move your finger this way. What I noticed is you weren't rotating your shoulders a certain way. Bend this foot, drive off here, right? He's giving you little micro changes that you do. And after 10 swings, listening to this person, all of a sudden you're hitting like 150 yards straight ahead. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking like, oh, I suck or I'm terrible, this and that and beating yourself up, which is what we do, what could you see was missing? Or what could you see you could put in? Is it maybe a different partnership? Is it accountability? Is it a scheduling issue? Is it, you know what, I wrote this down and I actually didn't do anything. Well, what's that all about?
0: Or even making like a a public declaration so that everyone around you knows that you're up to something. mm -hmm. So that, you know, part of it is just letting people know that you're up to something a lot of times because like we make agreements with ourselves and we think that willpower is enough to get us there. I've said for many years, willpower is like a car running on fumes. It is driving fantastically well. But in a, just a second, it's like, boop, 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 there's nothing left in the tank. When you create uh, public awareness, public accountability, we tend to want to wiggle and wriggle out of it. If you've ever tried to quit smoking stands of weight, you want to lose that weight. Think about how many times you let yourself down. Hit Your history will probably show you that personal willpower and accountability doesn't work. And it doesn't work for 99.9% of people we've ever worked with, including ourselves. So any structure that we put in place in terms of what we're trying to create, we either have a mentor or coach, some kind of accountability structure. It might even just be like daily check-ins of saying, hey, here's what I said I would accomplish today. Here's what I accomplished today. Here's what I didn't. And what we remove from the equation is the ability to make wrong. Like you cannot make yourself wrong. If you want to stay exactly where you are, like literally put a... A nail through your foot and stay exactly where you are use guilt and use shame and you will get no production life and unfortunately we've devised a society and a system even going into religion that has used guilt and shame for centuries right to have people believe that by doing that they're going to change the outcomes of their life yeah. but again we can look at our history and just see that that's not so
1: interestingly enough as you said that i was like you know when you're talking about certain religions or certain dictators that that used fear and stuff like that. The intention was to keep people exactly where they are. Exactly. It's all about control. Unbelievable. So that's the third step. Think like a coach, take yourself out of the equation, take the emotion out and think from a, a totally outside third person view, what was missing that if I put that thing in, Would have potentially made that difference. And guys, you're hypothesizing. You don't know this to be 100% accurate, Mm. but guess what? If you're trying Mm. to lose weight, right? And you said something like, I want to lose 15 pounds, and you didn't do anything. So then you could say, okay, well, I didn't have a set date that I wanted to accomplish that by. Great. That's a big missing. Now you could look at other goals. Did I set times and dates that I want for other things? No. Okay. That's a big missing. Okay. Great. Other things you want to look at is, well, what worked? What did I achieve? And what did I do really well? And reverse engineer what had me achieve that goal? Why did that one I produced with such ease, whereas this one was a complete struggle? Or this one, no matter how many times I tried to do it, I kept not performing or kept not taking the action. You really want to use what you have as strengths to reverse engineer that and play it in other areas of your life. Okay? So I just want to recap the three steps because I want to move on to actually creating 2017. So the three steps are it's a review process. So the first thing is how did you feel? You're reading these and you're just noticing how do I feel? Second part is you have to realize it's a game. You got to take the significance and heaviness and righteousness and all that stuff around it, throw it out the window and realize this is a game. Make the game fun. When you're having fun, you're producing amazing results. And the third thing is, what would your coach tell you? If you don't have a coach, by the way, I highly recommend you fucking get a coach. That Mm -hmm. makes a big difference. (laughs) But if you don't, act like a coach. If you were telling, you know, we are amazing at giving other people advice that we rarely ever take ourselves. Like If this was your friend and he was showing you this and you could look at his life and say, okay, well, what did you do and didn't you do? Why this, that? you would give them advice. Listen to yourself. You're probably pretty smart. Okay. So those are the three things about uh, completing 2016, which is massive. So now I want to give you a few bonus tips about creating 2017. And the first question I want you to ask yourself, and this might piss some of you guys off, but the first thing you want to look at is when you're writing these 2017 goals is why are you writing that goal? And I don't mean like go down this esoteric, you know, black hole of, of wise. I just mean most of the people that we coach and most people walking around the world, 99% of them are seeking one of two things, love, acceptance, appreciation. That's it. We want to look good for others. We want to get other people's loves. We want other people to appreciate us, acknowledge us, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the times when people are writing goals for is to get that. Now, if you need to get that from an outside source, you're already at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. because now you're playing the game for someone else, not for yourself.
0: You're living, you're living your life to make other people happy. Yeah. Not you, which means that most likely you will start holding that against people when they're not making you happy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you really want to start looking at it. It's like, okay, well, did I write this because I really want this? Mm. Is this serving my higher higher purpose, my sole purpose? Or is this to make my boss proud of me? Or prove to my dad that I could buy that Mercedes, right? Because that stuff I'm telling you will only take you so far. And even when you achieve it, the glim, the glimmer of achievement and, and satisfaction that will come with it will be so short-lived. It'll be like really bright, like a light gets really bright right before it blows up. It will basically be that. It'll be this moment of like, I told you, ah, oh, that just does not. And I good. was
0: empty. <laughs>
1: and then you go back to empty and then you're like, why does this feel so empty? Yep. How many goals have you guys achieved, whether it's like, career advancement, money advancement, anything like that, that you get there, you have this huge vision of what it would be like. And it's not. And that usually stems from it's not self driven. It's not self motivated. It's from trying to get some other external intrinsic uh, value, which just never lasts. So that's point number one. And point number two, bro, I want you to talk about because you actually push me in this area all the time. It's the kind of goals and i will even say the size of goals that that people can create
0: yeah so i'll I'll create this context and i'll just say that i think we live from this place because we've built the capacity to do this kind of work ongoingly i think if you create a goal and you have a knowing like you already have like you can pull from your past and say well there was a time in my past where i operated such and such ways and because of that i know if i operate in such a way then i can achieve that goal I would tell you that that goal is too small for you because you're what you're going to do is you're going to push your brain into the left hemisphere and the left hemisphere is all about doing right. So if you don't know about this left is all about doing right is like your being your creative work on there. So like your history, um, when you pull information from your history, it's all left brain and inside that world, we just get stuck in the world of doing. Now, the funny part is we're not called human doings, we're called human beings, which means you want to train yourself to live from the the essence of your being. You will naturally find yourself taking actions once you set that way of being. And then there's in that way of being, there's certain actions that people take. So when people are being a millionaire or being healthy or whatever it is like that, being basically sets the precedence for what kind of actions are going to take in life. Mostly we're all You know, we've been trained to just like, what do I need to do to fix this problem? And if you notice that never really fixes your problem, it just gives you more, better, or different of the same problems that you have. So if you create a goal and you're already aware of how to achieve that, you're just going to start doing the things that you've done in the past to go in the of more, better, different than what it looked like before. And then you're gonna be like, how is this happening again? Why do I keep experiencing this again? Why are the same people keep coming in? You know, it'll look very, very familiar. Now, if you stretch it out, and you start creating goals that are beyond what you know to achieve, what you're basically asking the brain to do is, hey, I need some help over here. We need to start creatively thinking about solutions, about ways of being that I've never been before to achieve that. So if you've never had a six-figure year in your life, or you've never had a seven-figure year in your life, you know whatever you're doing right now, that's achieving the current goals that you have. You don't know what you need to do to get over there. You don't know how you need to be in that realm to play and get those kind of results so by creating bigger goals it allows for this space of creativity to show up and again most people are so scared to do that make five million dollars like where do i even start with that okay great if that's your goal right now it's like well maybe you don't know okay so like who's in my circle right now that I could talk to them. That might give me some insights about what it would take to get there. I want more freedom in my life. I want to travel more. Who's doing that right now. All right, well, let me go talk to them. How are they being, what are they talking about and saying that I never talk about or I have different belief systems. Right. And it's just like opening up those channels for sharing. And I think that's another thing I really want to talk about here is just the power of sharing. We create goals and then we hold them to ourselves. We're so afraid that if we say it out loud, that then people will know that we want to do that. And then if we don't achieve those goals, that will somehow be looked down upon. And that's just not the case. Like in your sharing is where all the opportunity shows up in your life for again, opening relationships and channels and having conversations that lead to the creativity that lead to the ideas that lead to the masterminding. They give you the ideas of exactly how to operate in order to achieve your goals.
1: Brilliantly said like we'll, we always create, especially our business goals and even our personal goals, we create them because there's an accountability person there, right? Someone listening like, oh, wow, you want this. That's amazing. Right. And they, they pull for you. And one of the things that I love is like, we'll put down a number if we want to achieve something. And he goes, that's too small. And I'm like, fuck you. That's too small. Right. And then he's like, are you stra-? The question he asked me is, are you strategizing on how we're going to get to that number? And if my answer is yes, if I've clicked into my how to logic brain and I set out that goal because I'm mm. thinking okay, well, we're going to do this and that and then this will lead to that and this and that, I've already taken myself out of this world of magic. If you want true magical expansion, the kind that just knocks your socks off where you start one a place here, you know, one of our our favorite stories is Guy's roommate met him was a bartender and is now make 18 months later is now live moved from San Diego is now living in New York city and is making, I don't know, probably at this point, maybe like a hundred thousand dollars a month at his business. And this is all in the span of eighteen months. Like he doesn't even believe that it's
0: happened. From from barely getting by paying rent to you know sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a month, it's insane.
1: Yeah, he's making more in a month than he was like in two years doing what he was doing before. So amazing. Mm -hmm. So I just want again recap this. So review. You're going to look at how do you feel. You're going to realize it's a game, and then you're going to coach yourself and give yourself pointers. And when you're creating, you're going to create from a place that is honest to you, not trying to prove or be anything that you're not. And lastly, you're going to create goals that, yeah, they might scare you because they're a little big, but they'll take your logic brain out. You're going to have to have some sort of miracle expansion process in order to achieve them. And when you're writing them down, that might scare the shit out of you. But let me tell you this. If you wrote down, I want to generate a million dollars this year, okay? And you don't know how you're going to do it. And at the end of the year, you generated half a million dollars. Are any of you going to be pissed? Are you going to be like, oh, that was terrible. What a horrible 2017 I had. I can't believe I wrote that stupid goal. No, you're going to be elated. And that's what we want for you. We want you to get to the end of 2017 and review those things and have nothing but absolute elation, disbelief almost when you're reviewing those goals next year. Okay. So with that, we're going to end it. Thank you guys so much for your listening. And if you want to reach out to us, Elon, I-L-A-N at satoriprime.com or Guy, G-U-Y at satoriprime.com. We uh, love to chat with you guys and see how we can help you grow your business, your life and make sure you have a fuck yes, have it all life. All right, everyone have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. And we'll talk to you real soon. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.